So welcome to the podcast. Um, I'm very excited to have you. Do you want to go ahead and like introduce yourself to the listeners and like say a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So hi everyone. Uh, I'm Vinegar Strokes. You might know me from uh, what show you might... Oh my God, I've brought... I'll do that again. I'll start again. I completely forgot what show I was on. Um, so hi everyone. Um, it's me, Vinegar Strokes from RuPaul's Drag Race UK season one. Um, and hi, I'm, I'm, I'm sober, which is, which is quite sobering. So sobering thought to be sober during lockdown. <laughs> I mean, how are you? How's your 2021 been so far? Um, I mean, so far so good. I mean, we're on, is it day four now that we're on? Day, day four of, of 2021. So yeah, so far so good. I've been um, doing a lot of shopping online, which has been lovely um, until I check the bank balance. I'm like, oh, I actually spent way too much. But no, I've, it's been fine, actually. Obviously, I'm in London, so it's um, it's pretty much full lockdown at the moment. So yeah, it's it's just a bit like I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the days that we can actually go out and do stuff. Yeah, I feel you there. I mean, we're, we've been tier four since Boxing Day, but I don't think like three to four actually changes anything because there's still not like, there's no pubs. Three to four, important. yeah, three to four is still, is still crap. It's still really crap. So yeah. tier two, I'm, I'm, re- I'm really into a tier two moment, but, um, you know, yeah. tier three and four, forget it. There's literally no point. But hey, at least, at least, Starbucks still open, so you can you can get yourself an ice latte. Exactly, ice latte in the winter. Oh yeah, perfect. Um, so twenty twenty has has been a journey, and you made history. You were in the first like fully drag casted play in the middle of a pandemic, which is just mental. Absolutely mental. I know. I, I still can't believe that even happened. I still and I'm still so grateful that we got two weeks out of it on on, on the stage. Uh, you know, some some shows literally had one show and they bowed and then they were unemployed. So it's like it's I'm very grateful that we got two weeks and we got some nice reviews as well. Um so yeah, I'm looking forward to receiving my 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 Olivier Award for Best Actress. <laughs> It definitely got really good reviews from what I saw. I know a lot of people yeah. were going, but it must have been so frustrating for like, because Monet came all the way from the States, mm-hmm. had to isolate for two weeks, and then had to yep. go straight back. Pretty much. I mean, um, it, was, it was weird because she was, me- she was meant to come over um, like two weeks prior to, to starting rehearsals. So she, so she basically uh, isolate and then, then we can start rehearsals with her for the, for the, first, two, for the first week because we had, we had uh, a two-week rehearsal period. Um, and she, for some reason, she came over a week later, which meant her, her isolation had to go into the first week of rehearsal. So she basically was like kind of rehearsing over Zoom and she was kind of like saying her lines over over, over Zoom like, like we are now. Um, so it's a very different re- rehearsal process for me because obviously I've done, I've done a lot of, lot of different shows, a lot of different rehearsal processes, and this was definitely something like different. But to be honest, we, we just we kind of got on with it and we all kind of supported each other. And yeah, I think, in the space of two weeks we, we put together a great show whereas for no- normally for West End you know you'd, you'd be rehearsing for five weeks so yeah so for, so for the amount of time we had I think we did, did some really great work yeah definitely and I saw like on your stories and things it was so bizarre like little plexiglass screens 
like spacing it all out in the room. And... Yeah, it it was definitely like working like like in an office nine to five. Like we all we all had a little cubicles that we just sit in um, when we weren't rehearsing. Luckily, we were able to kind of rehearse in the space with them um, with actual props and and like kind of faux sets like seats and tables and stuff. So we we can get a feel for it, and you know we didn't have to have masks on and that kind of stuff. It was just kind of we were doing it for normal. Um, it was just just that we had to sit there sit in our own little cubicle which actually was quite nice because then you can kind of keep all your crap in like one area because I'm like, I'm very messy when it comes to rehearsals. I'm always like, hit my bag's in one place, my coat's somewhere else, my lunch is somewhere else, my coffee's somewhere else. So it's quite nice to kind of go, this is my space, I'm keeping everything in here. So I, I quite enjoyed it. It was like pensy rain, doesn't it? Yeah, we, 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 were, like, we were like chickens in a, in a, in a battery farm. It was, it was very nice. <laughs> Because of that, like, if I'm correct, that's the first time there's a drag king on the West End, I believe. Two drag kings, yeah, yeah two. Like, I, I mean, I think there's been roles where women, where feet, where female actors have played male roles, you know, like, like, like Shakespeare or something like that. Um, but we've not had anything that I know of where there's actually been like actual working professional drag kings um, who are on the West End. So I, I feel like what we did with our show and the way it was cast and um, really kind of broke a lot of boundaries really in in you know what what a cast can look like because you know i've been i've been in the kind of theater industry for for a very long time um and especially with west end i do notice that a lot of the casting is very much that they, they they have a specific type of person they want to when they want to cast and they kind of repeat that over and over recast it they'll recast it into the same kind of person and it kind of takes you know the 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 odd occasion where where they might cast someone who doesn't necessarily look like the person who, who originated the role so i'm excited to see um you know, if this if this show does have a life after after COVID and can carry on, you know, who who can kind of step into those roles and um, who are like professional working drag, drag kings and queens. But it was great, you know, Louis Cipher and Kimar Bob are absolutely incredible. So it was great to actually work with them finally because I'd known them both for quite a while. So it's nice to actually finally work with them and you know be be on stage with them. That's the thing, because, like, you're London-based, so you've got, like, everyone's there. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, obviously, there's, there's, there's lots of great great kings and queens all over the country, all over yeah. the world, but um, it's nice to kind of work, work with people who are London-based and you know them. Um, I think the, um, I, the only people who weren't London-based were Anaphylactic, um, Holly Stars and um, Monet Exchange. The rest of us were all based in London, and we all knew knew each other, knew, knew each other's work, and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it was it was just it was just an awesome cast, and it was just an awesome bunch of people to kind of create something with. And the fact that we were all kind of in the same boat, including including the creative team, like the director, um, um, Jesse Jones, and um, you know, there was we were all kind of coming at this kind of from doing nothing, um, being in lockdown pretty much the whole year and all kind of coming in and all kind of bouncing with each other and kind of working with each other's ideas and whatnot. So yeah, it was a really, for me, it was a really kind of special time, even though it was kind of a short-lived moment, um, you know, it's still like a good month of doing a show and putting it on. So, yeah. Yeah, it seemed like it was like full circle because I remember beginning a lockdown, it was like the club kids, like digital streams and things. 
and then mm. it like slowly built and there was like Fright Island and Manchester and stuff mm. and then now we finally got back to like almost a normal for that brief period. Yeah, yeah, good. You've, you've, you've done your research, I love this. Um, I mean, I, yeah, because when we actually went into lockdown back in March last year, I, um, you know, I was, I was kind of already doing stuff. I was touring, I was going, I was, I was going around Europe doing stuff with Katia and Latrice and I was all over the place. It was, it was quite a mental, mental few months. And I, and I just left Jamie, um, uh, in the, in the beginning of January. So I just left everyone to want Jamie on the 4th of January. And then from then I literally was like, right, let's do everything. So I kind of was, was doing so many gigs and was, working over the place and touring and doing bits and bobs um and obviously try, trying to do my own stuff as well you know getting my own shows together my own gigs um and then we went into lockdown so it was like okay how do we how do we kind of do stuff at home you know i know boris was like work work from home if you can and it's like how does a man in a wig work from home so um i was really grateful for the fact that people really um embraced the kind of online side of it and they really embraced the kind of di digital show side so I, I i did a few bits on instagram and whatnot and then i think when certain companies were like let's try and do some stuff online and they really kind of invest time and money into getting proper proper cameras and proper you know backdrops and just just to kind of make, make it make it feel quite you know leveled up as it were um you know i was really really grateful that i was able to jump on that and um and what's nice is i think we can now see it as being something which is quite normal now like i feel like what you know in, 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 instead of trying to book, book a venue and trying to put that money out uh, to try and get it in there to get an audience as well so to sell tickets to people who might not be in the area why not do do things online now and actually have more, more of a, a wider spread um worldwide um because it's you know i think performance and cabaret and and art and drag should, should be accessible to everyone who enjoys it um you know and it, and it kind of helps you kind of get your brand out there a bit a bit further and wider so yeah i really i really love the fact that the digital is now a thing that people really have really embraced and actually go yeah actually um, I, I don't mind be, being at home and waiting wait for a show to happen at 8 p.m and actually if you look at like um it, it feels like it started with drag queens and like now it's built into kylie minogue and washeen murphy and uh, who else the one dua lipa like all the, you know all these big name um singers are now doing it obviously a, a bigger budget lucky then but um yeah i just think i, I think di digital is the way forward for the time being and i'd be interested to see where that can go after after the next year or so i'd love to see some sort of like hybrid model of like live events but streamed as well so like if you're in yeah. brazil or the other side of the country you can still go but you still get that like as a performer the live audience that feeling and everything yeah because there's no difference because like you know i i remember when i was a kid um and i used to buy like i'm gonna shut my age now but um you know i used to buy like you know and NSYNC and Britney Spears on, on VHS and, you know, and, and Spice Girls Live on DVD. Like, you know, you know there's, there's no difference between us buying a DVD from HMV of a concert and kind of playing that or watching it on YouTube. There's no difference. It's just um, we're doing it live and we're doing it, you know, literally being beamed into your homes. Um, see, I think that's quite exciting. I think it's such a, I think it's a nice way to kind of get, get your, just get, get your show out, I suppose.
Yeah, definitely. Because you've it's been over a year now since your season, which I think is mental. Like, it feels like a hundred years ago. Like, feels, literally, p- people were like, "Oh yeah, you, you your season was literally um, like a year ago." I'm like, it feels so much longer than that because obviously we, we filmed it March March last no March March 2019. So for me, it, it happened a long time ago. But um, yeah. obviously, for someone who, for someone who's just t- tuned into B- BBC One iPlayer and they and they tuned in say yesterday for them it's very fresh and very new so um so yeah it's, it's quite exciting people are still talking about it and still watching and still and still excited by it and still kind of engaged with with, with with drag race and drag race uk i think that's the like beautiful thing about as we talked about earlier like london you've worked with a lot of the drag race girls before so you've got some sort mm. of experience then obviously you like worked with michelle and bianca yeah yeah you know you know i, you know, I can definitely call Maybe not Michelle as much. Well, yeah, I could. Like, they're mates, aren't they? Like, I don't speak to Michelle that much. But, like, you know, Bianca, I would definitely call call a friend. I know if, if I ever need any advice or anything or or something, if, if I need anything, um, she'll, she'll be the first one to be like, yeah, what do you need? I'll help you out. Um, and on top of that, you know, there's a, a lot of the queens on um on season two like two of them especially veronica green and tia coffee they're like my best friends um and i've known i've known veronica green for like over 10 years so i i've known i've known her for so long that we actually started drag together and she she she's she's doing my makeup back in the day you know so we so it's just it's really cool to be able to be part of this this, this show and this franchise and not only have friends um who are old friends who are going on there and kind of kind of be experiencing it for the first time but also make, making friends with people who have done their done their stuff in america and canada and all that all that stuff you know me and monet exchange like that courtney act like that do you know what i mean we're, we're, we're really good mates now so it's it's really cool to um to kind of you know, be part, be part of it, but also work with people who have been part of it and kind of know what the experience is like. Because you know, as much as it's such a massive show, there's only a hundred. I don't know how many queens there are now, but like you are two, just say two, two hundred queens who kind of know what what the experience is like and what it's really like to be to be a Rue girl, I suppose. And it is like it is a family, which I think is like the beautiful thing of it that. It's now you've got Holland, Spain is coming. Like it's this. Like, Spain's coming, Australia. Like I, I, there's and there's like eight seasons of Drag Race this year alone. I'm like, this is insane, but it's amazing. Like it's yeah. amazing that something which lit, which only really started ten years ago, like really, really quite young in 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 its um in its kind of existence, really. Um, started off, and we all know the kind of bad season one filter and all that kind of stuff, and that's kind of a running joke now, isn't it? Um, but it's really amazing that this kind this kind of show, especially, is is even on TV. The fact that it's lasted as long as it has done it, and, still, and it still manages to, to always kind of find a new, a new breath um, or fresh air for it, um, and now, and now that it's kind of going out 
you know, it's it's, it's the brand new Brit, Britain's Got Talent, isn't it? Really, you know, it's going to all, all these different countries, um, and it's just amazing. Not not only to be part of it, but also just to see it as well, um, and to see it kind of go to all these different places and inspire lots of people to to either do drag or do makeup or do hair hairstyling or make costumes. You know, I, I don't feel like it's just inspiring people to just do drag. It's also inspiring people who aren't necessarily performers, but they're creative and they want to do something creative with their with their minds and their hands. So they want to kind of you know make costumes or make clothing or or do makeup or something like that. Do you know what I mean? I think it's yeah. I think it's that's the beauty of the show is that it's so much bigger than just drag. And also what I love is I think it's you know it's the one show that allows you know queer people um to actually be stars, you know, to actually show that they are that they're actually amazing and, and stars and kind of beat down this this stigma which i think is still there in some in some places and that some people have this kind of ignorance towards queer people know that they're a certain type of way when actually um you know the stars you know they're fucking great you know so um so i think it does a i think the show does a lot more than than just kind of a show about drag and about you know people who are a bit strange putting on wigs and dancing around lip syncing to, to Madonna and those kind of stuff. It's, I think it does a lot more. And now and now that they've got um the, the actual I, I don't I don't want to say first trans contestant, but the first the first kind of yeah. um trans contestant to come on as, as a trans person. Um and I think that's I think that's incredible. I think it's I think it's really opening up a lot a lot of doors, regardless of the of the stick it might get from not having trans trans people or you know or like that over the last ten years. But I think people have to remember that certain things have to have to come at some point. It's got to be the right time, right place. Because if it if it just comes you know out of nowhere willy nilly, um, it might not be serving the right kind of purpose for what it should be serving. So. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it is just, as you said, because as it grows, the costume jobs, makeup jobs, it just sort of blossoms into this big, beautiful, and I love how like it just kind of grabs queer people along the way and sucks them yeah, into I mean, this I, nice bubble. I mean, I... I'm so angry because I texted a guy today because I, I found some, I was having a big old spring clean last night. Like I, I was literally cleaning from like, I don't know, nine until 3am, which was ridiculous. I was like, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it all. And I found all these fabrics I had bought and I just hadn't made anything from. I was like, oh my God, I, this, I found this gorgeous like brown snake, snake skin kind of fabric. I was like, oh, I'll be like a naked, a naked snake. Amazing. That will do. And I text this guy saying, hi, um, who I always know, like, knew was, was, was available um he was always like yeah i'm i'm all, always free for you whenever you need me i text him saying oh can, um I've, I've got this fabric here do you, do you want to make stuff oh babe i'm sorry i'm, I'm booked and blessed at the moment i'm busy up until april i was like are you joking so this is the thing like as much as i'm like this is amazing I'm like i want people to be available to make make me clothes <laughs> but, but ev- ev- everyone's busy everyone's booked so yeah <laughs> That's something, and I think because like season two of the UK season, there's three non-binary queens, and then we've got Mick mm. on the US season. It's kind of like, like a turning point. Like it, it is going the right direction. Not that it's ever gone yeah. the wrong direction, but but yeah, yeah. I think it's. I, I think again, it's um, it's it's the kind of right direction for education because I think um, the more again, you know, the more the more exposure you give to someone who maybe is non-binary or trans or black or you know or 
Jewish or whatever, 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 whatever makes them different from from your from your bog standard Joe blogs. Um, you know, the more the more we learn. I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm a, I'm at a certain age where I'm having to really have kind of co- conversations with people who are maybe um, just say non non binary, for instance, because I'm I'm because when I was younger, like it was that wasn't even a thing. Like the, I I didn't heard that term until very recent, which sounds sounds crazy, but it it just is what it is. So I think it's amazing that we can have people. Um, who are who are of whatever gender or identity or whatever, whatever they, they identify as to be on you know immediately thrust into people's homes. So just by having that little that little that little conversation that they might have with someone on that show or or that conversation piece the camera about about their journey just gives you that 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 thing of oh okay i understand it just a little bit more you you you, you might never understand it 100 percent, but if you can understand just one percent then then that that's a massive change um in society in general i think um so yeah i'm excited just to i mean one i'm i'm, I'm just excited to see everyone on the show because obviously I, i've worked with a lot of the girls in season two i'm as I said, I'm best mates with Tia Coffee and Veronica Green. Uh, so I'm very much team team green tea at the moment. I'm very much like that. Yeah, come on, girls. Um, so, yeah, but again, like, no, B- Bimini I've worked with. Tace I've worked with. Um, who else is this? Sister, sister. I've, I, since, I've judged half of these girls as well in, in, like, competitions as well. I've been like, well, you're better than me, so great. Good for you. <laughs> you you look better than me, love. So go for it. Um, you know, so it's so it's just it's just incredible to be like, wow, this is this is how far it's gonna come, um, and the and that kind of playing field of of drag and whatnot is out there. And I think you know the fact that they they've literally got three three people on the on the show who are non non binary is incredible. Um, and what's nice is, on, on, on the same breath, is that they're going to be three different journeys to that as well. Even though, even though they might, to someone out there who doesn't know much, oh, they're the same thing. No, 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 that's completely different. We, you know, there's, yeah. there's going to be three, three, three different people on there with three different journeys and stories to, to educate with. So, yeah, I think it's great. It's going to be great. Because, like, age demographic is so young that the edu- I think the education oh. is so key. It's mental, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's funny. I think in terms of in terms of the the viewing side of it, you know, the age. I think the ages kind of go um, go from very young to actually, you know, older. I think. I think you know, my 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 mum, who's like sixty three, she absolutely loves Drag Race, and she's like, "Come and watch her." And we're actually going to start watching uh, Thirteen soon as well. I'm like, "We'll, we'll, we'll probably watch it tonight." Uh, but she's she, she's more excited than I am about it. I'm like, "Oh yeah, great, it's coming." But I'm like, "Hang on a minute." Um, so I think just just the demographic of of the viewing of the viewers is is so so vast and so um so big that i think having different stories different people on there is gonna always um it's gonna always impact different people of different ages in different ways um from it could be from the point of view of oh i didn't know that you know i'm sure i'll be sitting there going oh i didn't realize that actually you know if someone says something uh to the point of view where if you're quite young you're like yeah that that's how i feel but i don't know how to articulate it and that's how i want to articulate it so yeah i'm I, i'm excited to see what the girls bring um 
drag and performance aside, I'm excited just to see what what, what they bring as people and as and as you know beating hearts of the show. If that makes sense, without without sounding too cheesy. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, they. I mean, you can't judge them from a promo, right? Like you need to see them on the show. Oh, but people do so judge them from promo. Yeah, yeah, people do. Oh, it was so funny when they the day the promo came out, there was all these comments like, oh, when does filming start? And I was like, this is, this is not how TV works. No, no. <laughs> because is it, has Vinegar always been a part of your, like, acting career? Did you start out and then introduce um, her? No, I mean, I, I, I never, I never did anything drag related. Oh, wow. I, I suppose I did, like in terms of I, I was always into like creating characters and um, doing comedy and sketch comedy. Like my my whole thing growing up was that I was obsessed with like sketch shows and comedy shows. Um, you know, from like French and Saunders to like The Real McCoy, Desmond's. Um, you know, shows up for some some listeners are like, what? What's that? Um, you know, so I've always been um, really into sketch comedy, Bo Selector and Little Britain, or because. Like I've really I've always been into that. So I always used to in like drama club and in, in, in improv class. I used to always like just do characters and that kind of stuff. Um, I never I don't remember ever doing any female characters, but I always remember just doing characters. So for me, drag was all about. Um, that's kind of how I got. That's how, how I kind of mentally entered drag, if that makes sense. Like I didn't enter it from a point of view of I'm I'm exploring my gender or I or I'm you know really into makeup or really into clothes or like so I just literally was like I want to create a character um, who's larger than life, who's funny, who's got their own kind of backstory as well, um, and that's kind of how I entered into drag as like from like a mental point of view um so i suppose i suppose you could say that i've i drag has only really been in my in my life for the past oh we six years in march so you know for the for the past like five and a bit years but i suppose looking back at like certain things i was doing and like school and like drama club and that kind of stuff like i suppose it's always been an element of that there um it's just taken up until the last kind of five five six years to kind of bring it together with, with a wig with some makeup and whatnot so yeah yeah it's it's interesting it's interesting how everyone kind of finds their way into it into it uh, differently yeah because ever i don't think you'll find anyone who's ever got the two same like entry points no. about. and there is mm. i think it's quite interesting like there's like a mental entry point and then like the actual doing it yeah yeah because you know i think it's it's very expensive it's an expensive hobby slash am I doing this as, as a career like you know you probably you probably spend more money than you make in the first couple of years um and especially if you do something like a drag race you're spending a lot more than you than you realize and actually you you it then kind of makes you go oh what do I actually do with my drag because it's so funny because when I when I look at vinegar um, back in 2019 when I filmed Drag Race like it's so different to what I'm doing now and um, and that's just from a looks point of view you know from like from like a, an aesthetic point of view um, 
but you know for someone for someone else who might go in and say i'm a look queen you know i just do looks i just do looks like like like, like blue for instance you know she was all about the look all, all about creating these amazing amazing you know looks and silhouettes and whatnot um and now she's kind of become a performer and i don't and i don't think she was a I feel like she was more on the look side than the performance side, but then the performance side has really come up. So I think, you know, everyone kind of has their thing. They, they go away from the show and go, well, I'm going to work on this. And, you know, it either levels up or you become more, more, more better as a look queen, you become more better as a performer, or kind of, you know, as I said, le- levels out. So, yeah, it's interesting to see after, after doing the show where everyone's at in their, in their drag and in their, in, the, in what they're doing essentially and that's the thing as well because you spend so much money on outfits for the shows what do you do with them all after because you because <sighs> some of the looks are quite specific aren't they for the runways yes 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 so um with my stuff um i've still got a majority of this obviously i think it's aware a lot of it on, on the show so there's, there's a few bits i'm like i'm absolutely keeping this because it's fucking gorgeous and i will wear it i'll wear it to death so like i've got my my my, my wet weather look i've still got and i still wear from time to time i love it um my my weird science one um i still have that but i haven't really worn it for quite a while i should probably, I should probably wear it again actually because i haven't worn it in a, in a while um and it kind of fits to wet it's funny because where i'm kind of going with vinegar now um all that stuff kind of fits into where i'm going now um as opposed to when i when i got it all made up and whatnot for the show it was very much like i need something like this for this theme do you know what I mean? So, so luckily they kind of fit into the thing. And and I, as I said, I'm having, a, I'm having a massive, massive drag clear out. So I've literally got my, my storage room is full of. I've just done like all the kind of undergarments and stuff like that, like bits and bobs. I'm now going to tackle the um, the clothing and literally going to be like, right, chuck that, get rid of this, keep this, um, sell this, and um, just kind of start again with it. You know, I'm very much like new new year, new me at the moment. So. Yeah, and what's nice is I've, I haven't really got the pressures of um, of having to have a brand new outfit every single gig, you know. Um, no, like I'll have I have my my few nice pieces and kind of build from there and then um, and go from there really. Because I think some like when looks become really iconic on the show, they then get worn to death that they literally fall apart. Like Crystal mm. when she did like her Halloween tour, she wore her the Freddy Krueger like knitted thing and then the, oh, okay. because she's moving in it so much it's just stretching and stretching oh no and it was literally like coming to bits but then people want to see specific things don't they yeah exactly and that's the thing I think um thank god I'm not like a look like a look queen because that's the thing if like I think that's that's where that's where your money goes and you've got to have to literally spend hundreds on on these different outfits especially if you don't really if you if you want to look like doesn't so um you know or doesn't or doesn't really make a, a lot of her own stuff you know you've got to spend hundreds um just to just to kind of keep up your brand of being a look queen which is why i'm very happy to be a comedy queen i'm very happy to be funny and sing live and, and do that kind of stuff and, and i'll wear i'll wear a blazer dress which has been stoned a bit because you're not coming to see a dress you're coming to see you're coming to see me and be entertained um so that that's what i'm very grateful about (laughs) exactly they're coming for the experience i've put that's right 
so each episode I try and have like a little like game sort of thing. So the okay. one I've come up with this week, it's called Slag or Hag. Oh, come. Um, I'm both, so this is great. We're taking, for anyone listening, we're taking slag not as in a demeaning way, but as sort of like a camp compliment. It's like tutor boot, but... Yeah, sl- and, and slag is always a compliment. Total slag is an absolute compliment. I, I, I actually use it as, as an acronym for um, self, self-loving attitude gal. Do you know what I mean? I'm one of those. Exa- I'm oh, I love slag. that. I have a self-loving attitude gal. That's right. That is perfect. <laughs> so the first one I had was Kim Woodburn. Oh, wait. So, wait. So slag is like the compliment and hang yeah. is not. Is, yeah. Oh, she's a total slag. I love Kim Woodburn. She follows me. I was very excited when she followed me on, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, so, yeah, love her. Slag. Uh, the next one is a bit controversial. Boris Johnson. Oh, hag! You've ruined my. He's ruined my year. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm very. I'm. I'm glad that. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that you know there's there's precautions being put in place for. I love. I'm now explaining every everyone now. But I'm glad that there's you know precautions and stuff um, been put in. And even though it's harsh, I do think we need to kind of nip this whole COVID thing in the bud. Yeah. But he's ruined my year. He's ruined everyone's year. I just want to go and you know. I just want to kiss some boys. Can't I just do that? Because this will come out end of January, so hopefully we'll be out of wherever he puts us into by then. Oh, oh, babe, I I can almost predict that we're going to be far deeper in, um, and not and and not in a good way. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, no poppers required for that one. <laughs> uh, next one is share. Oh, total slag. Love shit. I saw her in concert, actually. Um, and I still owe a friend of mine who bought the tickets some money. So I'm like, oh, I should probably pay you off, actually. Sorry. Sorry, Gareth, if you're, if you're listening. Um, but um, yeah, love share. My favourite song by... You didn't ask me earlier. Yeah. My favourite song by share is I Found Someone. Oh, it's fabulous. Oh, she's just... Oh, I love Take Me Home. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, take me home. But I also love the Sophie Ellis Bexter version. I just got her greatest hits on vinyl, actually, so- Sophie Ellis Bexter. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot how good you were. Like, she's got some good covers on there. She's sort of, like, come back, hasn't she, recently? She's, like, a sneaky icon. And so. I, she, she's a sneaky icon. I actually worked with her husband's band member, Douglas B. Sells and Jamie, who wrote, who wrote the music for Jamie. So I've met Sophie a few times and she's, she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. I met her when she was pregnant. Gorgeous. Uh, ne- be- uh, sorry. Next one's Bianca Del Rio. Oh, um, hag. Of course she's a hag. She's an absolute hag, but you know what? I love her to pieces. You know, Bianca Del Rio is like the, the nicest person you'd ever meet. Generous, gorgeous. Yeah. Love, but hag. Straight up hag. <laughs> uh, the next one is Michelle. Oh, she'll have to be a slag, wouldn't she? Um, oh, I love her new hair as well. It's kind of grey. Yeah, but... yeah, she's giving Manila Luzon a run for her money. She's kind of coming for your look, though, isn't she, with that? I know. Well, I well the thing is, I do more as much as I've got the black and white. I normally go for the the white, the white with the black streak. So yeah, yeah. But you know, no one owns a streak. Um, you know, we we, we there's lots of streaks we can share. <laughs> we can share. Um, the next one is Queen Elizabeth. 
been watching The Crown recently, and I really, and I actually prefer Princess Margaret. So I'm gonna go. Um, oh God, am I gonna get arrested if I, if I say we hag? Can, we can create a halfway. What would be halfway? Uh, 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 oh God. Um, a slahag, a slahag. There we go. She can take that one. She, she, she is a slahag only because I actually really prefer. I've just watched the season one of The Crown, and I prefer Princess Margaret. And I can't believe that, that that she was like, "Sorry, you can't get married." Oh, how rude! Sorry, darling, you can't get married. I think I've only watched a bit of the first season of it. I mean, it's not, it's not like a massive spoiler, but it's just like, I mean, if, if you go on Google, I'm sure you'll find it on yeah. Google um, that, that Queen Liz did not let her sister get married. But um, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my God. So yeah. And then the last one is the other queen, RuPaul. Oh, well, um, I'm going to go with, um, she, she's a total slag. Uh, she's a total slag, yeah, she's a total slag. She's gorgeous, she's rich, um, and she gave me um, a lovely platform to jump on. So, yeah, she's a slag. Exactly. Well, thank you for that little game. Um, oh, it's fine. I, next time I use that one, I'm going to need to come up with an in-between. I can't believe that I only picked one hag. <laughs> in, yeah, I, I was going to put a few more... Um, like definite hags in, but I was like, I can't just list the entire conservative party. <laughs> or all this, all the the cast of season one drag race UK. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's again, I, I I still can't believe it's been a year, and now season two is coming already, which I think season it's season two is coming. I think I mean season one definitely paved the way for it. If it yeah, because if it didn't go as well as it did there would be no season two, so. Absolutely. But I think we all knew there was going to be a season two. And a season three as well will be happening. Yeah. So, so this is amazing. So, yeah. Because they've just, they've just done auditions for that, haven't they? I think, Fast. yeah, I think that, I think they've, from what I've heard in the grapevine, they've, they've already started calling people. So, very exciting. I'm hoping we get two seasons next year then. Because I'm thinking they'll probably yeah. go back to like the October start, won't they? Yeah, I think I think that I think there'll be two two seasons this year, um, and yeah, so and then we'll see what happens after that. Interesting. Um, I also was when I was like doing a little bit of research this morning. You've got a mm. band as well. I do have a band. Yes, my lovely band, uh, Vinegar Strokes in the Morning Afters. Um, so it's a five-piece band with keyboard, drummer guitar, bass, trumpet. Yeah, so it's a five-piece band um, that I front. Um, and yeah, we've, do, we've just released um, three singles uh, this year. Um, just kind of just, just kind of whacked them out as like content, really. So we've got um, a, a few covers. Uh, we've got Bulletproof by LaRue. We've got Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie. And our latest one that we just released is Fil- Filthy Gorgeous by Sister Sisters. Um, and we've got a whole bunch of things coming up this year, actually. I, it's so funny, because like, when we were talking about the, the streaming stuff earlier, uh, we're, we're looking at doing a live show at, at, at the Clapping Grand at some point. Um, 
this like early this year but also i'm just like come on let's let's do like a live stream as well so we do like you know, the best of both ones you've got the audience and also we can do like a stream yeah. as well so yeah that's something that's gonna be really cool i mean ideally we, we would be gigging right now and doing stuff and getting out there but we can't so it's just finding somewhere else to do it but um yeah it's a full live band like it's a full on like there's no tracks it's like a full-on like live band me singing um very kind of cabaret meets pop concert so yeah it's really cool i look forward to seeing that next year yeah check us out on we're on we're on um spotify um and i think we've just released um everything onto itunes as well so if you want to buy you want to download go for it um yeah so we're on spotify vinegar strokes and the morning afters i'll link all that in the description of the episode oh, as well. um so you 2021 has only just started but it sounds like it's going to be an exciting year because you are going to be the first drag queen on the royal danish opera ah that this has come out yeah <laughs> yeah so um yeah so i've basically scored I, I don't know how much i'm allowed to say about this yet um but yeah we um i basically got approached by them uh, to be part of their uh, world pride opera that they were putting together and i was like absolutely i don't sing opera but absolutely um and yeah we're, we're doing this amazing show and what's great is it's all um different queer um artists coming coming to be part of the show so we've got we've got like um a couple like a trans opera singer on the go uh, and lots of a queer queer artists who are part of the show as well um and yeah it's gonna be a very special show um i've seen like i've seen like um the set and the costumes already that, that they've got designed for it and it's and it's epic, like it's fucking epic. Um, so yeah, so, I mean, there's gonna be more, more, more info coming out about that um, nearer the time, because it's not, it's not until August, so I've got ages. But um, yeah, I'm gonna be like the first drag queen to be on the Royal Danish Opera stage. So I'm just like, this is actually like incredible. Like it, it's really, really special. That's what I like. I like the fact that drag is really, um, you know, got itself into different areas rather than just you know clubs and whatnot you know you're, you're you know who who would ever have thought that i'd be on you know, doing opera <laughs> at an opera house in denmark you know um it's just incredible to me so i'm glad that i'm part of something which is going to be quite great and that's the thing i think people go oh you know but it's not like it you know, you're not on like big brothers like that. But, yeah but for me as as an actor um you know drag or not this is such a special yeah. gig for me just to kind of be like wow i'm literally doing something that i never never even dreamed i would ever do so yeah i'm really excited to um jump on that and start rehearsals i think i think we start rehearsals in march our first uh, workshop in march so um that's gonna be really exciting so yeah it's that gonna is. be exciting that's that yeah that's that that's one thing that i'm really really looking forward to um because I like I like a good challenge, and I like um, I like doing jobs where I can personally challenge myself and kind of grow as well. I think you know I'm, I'm you can't grow any more than you know doing opera and singing singing in German, <laughs> um, which I will be doing. I think so. Yeah. So there'll be more more info coming out about that near the time. But um, yeah, it's really fun. Because I, I think because of the show, people sometimes forget that drag thrives on in-person events and stage and everything i mean you see like mm. arena tours being sold out and everything that's mental mm. it's just grown so yeah much. i mean 
yeah, I mean, you know, Bianca Del Rio, so, like, basically saying so, so, so like Wembley, which is Wembley or the O2? The o- was it the O2? Yeah, the O2. Or was, was it Wembley? It was Wembley, wasn't it? It was Wembley. I'm not. I can, I can track. I feel, I feel like it was Wembley. She, she sold out something and it was big. Um, you know, that's fucking huge. Um, you know, I think, I think the more the more drag races is happening in the UK, um, I think the more different producers and different people will be like, "Wow, okay, we need to involve these queens in some some way," because um, it's cool. It's it's a really fun. It's really fun, and it's uh, you know, it's got it's got a long way to go um, in terms of you, kind of bringing bringing everyone together. I think. Yeah, I think something I'd love to see would be a queen on Strictly. I'm sure that will happen. I feel like Blue Blue Hydrangea is like gunning for it. I, I think, think so. I should do it personally. I think I should do it personally. Who needs another twink on 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 Strictly? Get me on. I'll 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 throw I'll throw the guy around. Because <laughs> there was that. I mean, there was the first same sex couple this year, which I was gutted when they I got know. COVID. Got in, got in, and I really enjoyed. It was Nicola Nicola Roberts. She's a singer. Nicola something. Nicola Adams. Yeah, the Nicola Adams. Boxer. Yeah, the boxer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, wow, this is amazing. What I like about it is, I don't. I, I mean, I never know why that would be an issue because you know, I've grown up around dancers and grow, grown up around people who are who are performers in that respect. And I've and I always see, you know, same same sex. Um, like dark, dark routines and that kind of stuff, and it's and it doesn't feel like it's gay or anything like that. It just feels like it's this is two people dancing with each other, and you and it and it almost. I mean, depending on the star, I mean, if they're giving it like twerking on each other, and I'm like, okay, cool, maybe this is now porno. But um, but like you know, it's dance and it's and it's art, and you're telling the story through through dance. So I always I always get a bit confused as to why people start kicking off oh it's same sex what are you want about you're mental uh, yeah exactly but i think this year was the first step towards that mm, hopefully def- um, definitely but it's so to sort of like wrap up i know this is like the broadest question ever but like what is the future of vinegar strokes like what other than because you already have a lot going on this year but like if you what else could you dream up for this year Oh my god! Um, oh, I'd love to. I'd love to get uh, some more kind of comedy stuff on the go. Um, I'm, I'm got. I've got some ideas now for like um, a YouTube channel and just doing some more like, on online bits and some more online content, TikTok and like just just doing stuff that I really enjoy doing. Um, but just involving it, involving the drag and putting it out there. So that, that's gonna be really fun. Um, God, what else? Oh my God, I'd love to just do a bit, bit more TV actually, a bit more um, a bit more kind of reality TV, whether it's I don't know. Bake Off, Celebrity Bake Off or something, you know, that, that'd be really fun. Um, I don't know, I, I feel like I'm being quite sensible this year because it's like COVID, um, you know, obviously the dream would be I get on a plane, get go over to America and I just do loads of bits and pieces out there and have a good old time and gig and whatnot and do a tour. Um, my, my biggest thing that I really want to do is get a tour out, a solo tour. So I think um, besides like Denmark and uh, the bands, the bits and pieces. I'd love to get my own solo tour out and to start seeing people and performing for people, you know? That's the thing, because there's now season one, 
two, probably three, 12, 13, and Canada and Holland that haven't been able to tour now. Like, that's a yeah. massive... <laughs> Like Brilliant. it's, yeah, like it's, I mean, obviously we're, season one girls very lucky because we had a year, well, we basically had like a, a year to kind of do stuff and whatnot. We, we, it feels like, maybe it was less time, but it feels like we had a lot of time to do bits and pieces. Um, but then obviously, you know, season 12 girls came out right when COVID just started, so that they couldn't go and do anything. Um, season 13, same pretty much. Um, and then season two, we're, we're right in a, you know, we're going to be back in the national lockdown, I think. So, yeah, it's, it's a, just a bit shit, isn't it? It's just a bit shit, but it'll but, be fine. Yeah, it's all going it, to work. It'll be out. fine. It will be absolutely fine. So, thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to like plug thank your you. socials and everything? Yeah, sure. So um, you can follow me. If you're not already following me, what's going on? You should be following me now. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the only vinegar strokes and Twitter at the only vinegar. Um, you can, I'm, I'm on TikTok as well. I can't remember the name of it though, but follow me on Instagram and then you'll find out the TikTok when I start posting. Um, and Grinder. I'm always on Grinder, So you can find me on there. Um, <laughs> Thank you again for coming on and remember you can find the podcast as well at Here to Make It Queer on Insta and then Make It Queer on Twitter and I'll see you next week.